Yeah, and I, I think one of the one of the things that's going to hopefully be implemented along with the the therapy is teaching anyone that goes through the assistive the MDMA assistive therapy protocol. Teaching them things like meditation, journaling, and breath work that are going to help you live your new life and maintain and grow into someone that is more aware and mindful. Hello and welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Fiveson. We're an official podcast for the Wonderland Miami 2023 conference as a media partner. Remember to sign up with the Mindfulness 20 code for a 20% discount on the standard registration fee. Today, we have an extraordinary guest, Juliana Mursa, the Director of Public Policy for Healing Breakthrough, a nonprofit organization that advocates for the use of MDMA-assisted therapy for the treatment of PTSD in veterans. Juliana is a Marine Corps veteran who served in and out of war zones for 16 years. She understands veterans' challenges, including the struggle with PTSD and other mental health issues. Her passion for helping her brothers and sisters in arms led her to Healing Breakthrough, where she now advocates for change and supports the implementation of new treatments that can provide hope to those who are suffering. Juliana is here to teach us about the benefits of being mindful, particularly in relation to veterans' mental health. Hey, 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 Juliana. All right, all right, all right. How are you today? How's it going? It is going so good, Keith. I'm happy to be here with you. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that you're here, and I'm glad that you're able to make time out of your busy schedule to go ahead and, and do this uh, podcast to really talk about, you know, your experience as a Marine Corps veteran and how you how it shaped you and the challenges that you faced and, you know, what led you to, you know, really start, uh, you know, as the director of public policy for Healing Breakthrough. Yeah, you know, I I see my my military story, my Marine Corps story as unique to me, but also not a unique story um, because there's so many veterans that have a very similar story of service and coming home and fighting a battle here at home that they weren't expecting to fight. Mm. Um, so while my, my story varies and what I experience is, is different from, you know, the veteran to the left or right of me, um, I think we all have a collective story of service and difficulty at home, assimilating, um, difficulty dealing with the issues that maybe we, we or society weren't prepared for us to be dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. And there's, and there's, I'm a vet myself. And you know, there's so much uh, uh, trauma in the world. And certainly, when you're out there uh, in the in the field, uh, doing the work that you're really brought in to do, it's a very challenging, um, you know, uh, experience, because you're experiencing trauma, you know, and how do you bring that back into the world? And how do you go ahead and find the right container? 
to go ahead and, you know, really process it and really deal with it. You know, one of the things I'm very aware of, and we uh, talked about it certainly in the opening, is, you know, PTSD and how it affects veterans, both mentally and physically. Can you explain what PTSD is for folks? Yeah, so the average American um, will experience some sort of trauma in their lifetime, and about 50% of Americans experience a trauma so severe that it could potentially lead to PTSD. Um, a smaller percentage, about 10%, actually experience PTSD in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, veterans have a, because of our work, we have a higher rate of a potential of experiencing something that's traumatic um, that will cause PTSD. Um, so PTSD is a reaction to a trauma. Um, I like to explain it in, you know, very simply, like you're just stuck in your fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. Mm -hmm. So you're mm -hmm. stuck in your trauma response mm -hmm. when you have PTSD. Dysregulated, yeah. Yes. Um, so that that switch is stuck on and you can't turn it off and mm -hmm. things will things will trigger you. Um, you know, probably the easiest way to explain it is a firework for a veteran may be triggering mm -hmm. because it sounds like an explosion. Mm -hmm. um, so something as simple as that um, or even just being in crowded rooms. Um, there's very many different ways to experience PTSD. Mm -hmm. um, those that have chronic PTSD can't function in their daily lives. Mm. Um, and that's something that many veterans um, that do experience PTSD um, experience a prolonged mm -hmm. PTSD experience. Mm. So they're really stuck in a loop, uh, that trauma loop, which is, you know, hyperarousal, hypoarousal, hyperarousal, hypoarousal, but not in that window of tolerance, which really allows them to go ahead and function, you know, with the ups and downs, you know? Yeah. And then when we are trying to confront the PTSD, mm -hmm. that trigger that's stuck on mm. doesn't allow you to, to process or go deep and really get to the root cause of the problem. Mm. And that's where the psychedelics are useful mm -hmm. because mm. they're able to help you look at your problem with empathy and love and, and mm -hmm. compassion um, as opposed to being stuck in your trauma response and not even being able to confront the problem because it confronting mm. the problem is the trigger mm. yeah the problem is the problem <laughs> and that's uh, and that's problematic so with the mdma uh, assisted therapy what you're saying is that you know you you find that uh, individuals in this case vets are able to go ahead and look at their trauma in a with a different lens uh and i call it the reboot reset reframe kind of scenario how did you hear about mdma assisted therapy and what makes you think you know it's unique if you will compared to other therapies or other medicines that are out there well i i heard about you know not just mdma but psychedelic or plant mm -hmm. medicine um through an organization called heroic hearts project mm -hmm. um, i left the marine corps and got into the veteran nonprofit space and i'm a i'm a i'm also a um, a mental health ambassador for heroic hearts so we're we're on the same team <laughs> yes yes so so you understand the the process of community mm -hmm. um, and what Heroic Hearts Project does is they connect veterans to 
plant medicine or psychedelic therapy outside of the United States in countries where it's not illegal. Mm -hmm. And veterans are seeing healing that they've never been able to achieve mm -hmm. through you know, a retreat or a couple of different experiences with plant medicine. And this is something, so this is something that I'd been looking for. Mm -hmm. And that something is a solution to post-traumatic stress, a solution mm -hmm. to what I call the black hole that veterans fall mm -hmm. into. Um, when I got into um, the veteran nonprofit space, it was after working with our wounded uh, warriors in starting in 2006 mm. and it was and, and still is really frustrating work because we haven't had a solution an article um, was just published in JAMA the journal of the Medic American Medical Association um, a couple of weeks ago and it stated that since 2006 through today, the veteran suicide rate has increased tenfold. Mm -hmm. And so you can imagine yeah. those of us that were are one living this life, but also trying to find solutions yeah. are have been hitting our heads against the wall because nothing works. And the problem is only getting worse. The needle is moving in the wrong direction, regardless of any of our efforts. Mm -hmm. And so that work made me feel I knew I had purposeful work, but I got to a point where I no longer had purpose. Mm -hmm. And because of the work that I was doing in helping uh, veterans and their, with their with mental health issues, I knew that I needed help. Mm -hmm. And that's when I met Jesse Gould uh, with Heroic Hearts Project. Mm -hmm. I got to go to my own retreat and mm -hmm. have an experience with ayahuasca mm -hmm. and subsequently uh, psilocybin mm -hmm. and was able to shed and release almost 20 years of collected trauma and grief mm -hmm. of my own, but also mm -hmm. of, of my family, my brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. um, my veterans that I had worked with that were, were struggling. Mm -hmm. And I knew mm -hmm that that was the solution that I'd been looking for and that I needed to do everything that I could to get veterans access to it. Mm. So fast forward to me understanding um, the availability of MDMA in the near future. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the exciting news that just recently came out from the, the MAPS trials that MDMA is- Yes, that MDMA is 67% effective in eliminating a post-traumatic stress diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And those that don't completely heal have... 67%. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. And it's not just its not just like you have to take it every day like an SSRI. It's like three, four treatments, right? Yeah, one to three treatments. And that's where you get the 67% efficacy. Mm -hmm. And those that don't completely heal have an 88% reduction in symptoms. Mm -hmm. That's and absolutely this, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And this is for the trial participants had an average mm -hmm. of 14 years of complex chronic PTSD. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, that's the average average of an OIF, OEF, or mm -hmm. Iraq, Afghanistan veteran. We've been... Uh, We've been at this for an average of 14 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the light at the end of the tunnel of looking right. for solutions. Hmm. Um, we're, we're hopeful that MDMA is going to 
get FDA approval mid next year. Mm -hmm. And our goal is to make sure that the Veterans Administration is set up for success in deploying this treatment modality. Wow. Well, talk about talk about being able to move the needle and being able to make a change, the kind of change you want to see in the world. You know, I had uh, General uh, Steven Zanakis on uh, the show. I've had him on twice. And of course, uh, one of the things that, you know, he's very passionate about, and we, we both kind of stop for a moment, is really talking about veteran, uh, veteran suicide and uh, treatment-resistant depression and the availability of psychedelics. And, you know, uh, certainly we, we spoke about Jesse Gould, who's doing great work and the work uh, out of uh, vets as well with Marcus. And, uh, you know, we talked about the fact that we still have to take vets offshore in order to do this work and you know wouldn't it be great to be able to at least you know i mean ketamine is available uh you can use ketamine but it's not it's not subsidized through insurance still through the vha so you know your view in terms of the legality of mdma coming up this next year i know there's some uh cpt codes that have been uh, assigned for longer sessions and I'm just wondering if you uh, start looking at, out a little bit ahead, do you see um, you know, the healing process for veterans with PTSD really being assisted through the VHA? What is your view of this? And you know, what can we do, the people that are listening uh, on the show, what can they do to go ahead and help this process along perhaps? Yeah, so the VA, is the nation's largest integrated healthcare delivery system. Mm -hmm. And we really believe that they're best positioned to take MDMA-assisted therapy to scale and lead the way for other healthcare systems to be able to adopt this. If they can roll out MDMA-assisted therapy in their healthcare system, they're going to be an example to other healthcare systems. And I think they're also going to be able to lead the way for other psychedelics that are being studied. Mm -hmm. Um, Their uptake of this therapy can pave the way for a new class of treatments Mm -hmm. and how they choose to roll out MDMA-assisted therapy can dictate the standard of care for treatment um, for and and provider training for Mm -hmm. PTSD treatment within the VA and beyond. And I mm. think that their adaptation mm-hmm. um, is going to impact mm. and change mm. all systems. Right. So, uh, you know, it's I, I think it, it might be a, a very big dream, but I think that this is a really big step mm-hmm. in the right direction um, right. in setting the standard of care for a novel class of treatments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the veteran voice is very important in this, in that people see veterans as someone that they they care about and Mm -hmm. they have an obligation to help heal Mm -hmm. um we're also this is such a bipartisan issue Mm -hmm. healing veteran ptsd is something that's bringing people together on both sides of the aisle yeah yeah i mean rick perry opened up the uh, denver convention isn't that wonderful yes yes and and actually one of our our top supporters um is also from texas pete sessions um he is very proud to be the Mm -hmm. most Mm anti-cannabis representative but he 
looks at this and sees the efficacy, he sees mm -hmm. that there's science behind it and mm -hmm. sees that it's going to start saving veteran lives. Mm -hmm. So he's our he's our number one supporter mm. in in trying to get federal support for MDMA therapy into the VA. And mm. I think it says a lot that he is very proud to be very anti-cannabis, mm -hmm. but sees this as a solution for veteran mm. mental health and is is behind it a hundred percent. Wow! 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 Well, you, well, you know, I think the I think the um, um, the horse is out of the gate as far as cannabis is concerned, and you know, it's in a lot of cases it's without a saddle because there is a a, a really strong case for medical cannabis if, if it's used properly within the right environment. And I think the same thing, certainly with MDMA, you know, we could say Molly ecstasy, you know, is, is not necessarily a good thing if it's not within a psychedelic assisted therapy environment. So I'm wondering from your viewpoint, when you start taking a look at it, that mindful play, that mindfulness in terms of bringing, bringing veterans with PTSD, you know, what do you think is the difference between, you know, uh, something that, is maybe a club drug molly ecstasy that's now you know uh being researched i know rick doblin was talking about some research that's going on in the vha um, i went and talked to the vha they said they couldn't talk they were under lock and seal but they are doing research there and i think the efficacy rates as you point out are really high is it just the assisted therapy process that really makes the difference the being held in the container creating the container and being able to be seen heard and recognized from your viewpoint or is it the drug itself it's a combination of the drug that mm -hmm. allows you to flip that switch of being stuck in ptsd off chemically mm -hmm. and the hard work of the therapy before and after so uh, the maps model is you know there four weeks of therapy mm -hmm. a session in clinic with the medicine mm -hmm. and then four weeks of talk therapy after mm -hmm. and and that can be repeated as needed mm -hmm. um you know we in, in this space we talk about preparation and integration and integration mm -hmm. being the most important part of this entire process and mm -hmm. without integration you run the risk of only having an experience that you will remember mm -hmm. in going back and not without the integration um you're going to have much lower rates of success i think mdma is the same as as you know the other psychedelics that we say need preparation and integration mm -hmm. and the integration is the part that allows you to really go deep and get to the root cause of the trauma and work and sort through it in a way that it, you're going to be able to hold on to those results and be able to learn how to live your life mm. without that trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we start taking a look at the uh, being able to live your life, I'm wondering, you know, because there is the preparation, the um, administration, the integration, and then the activation. I like to talk about it in terms of activation, the being able to bring it out into the world to be the change you really wish to see. I'm wondering your thoughts around, because this is the mindfulness experience, and uh, I'm wondering your thoughts around mindfulness and how that plays a role in, in the healing process for veterans with PTSD and how it can really help strengthen the outcomes of other treatments such as you know mdma assisted therapy what are your thoughts 
Yeah, and I, I think one of the one of the things that's going to hopefully be implemented along with the the therapy is teaching anyone mm -hmm. that goes through the assisted the MDMA assisted therapy protocol, teaching them things like meditation and journaling and different tools like breath work that are going to help you live your new life mm -hmm. and maintain and grow into someone that is more aware and mindful. Um, and I, I do know that that is part of the MDMA assisted protocol by MAPS. And I, I also know that the plan um, for the trials that we're hoping get federal support will include mm -hmm. discussions around meditation, breath work, and different tools that can help you through the process and beyond. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so this is, uh, it, it's great news. I like hearing that myself, uh, you know, really focusing on the mind, the body, the breath, the ability to eat right, the ability to rest right, have right relationships and, you know, really the right environment that's conducive of, you know, being in the world uh, and not letting the world uh, kind of bring you down. And certainly PTSD, PTSD can do that. From your view, when you, as a as an advocate, really working with veterans, what's been the, re the response from policymakers and uh, the general public in, in general, if you will? Yeah, I mean, we've met with over 300 policymakers, mm -hmm. uh, including every member of the House and Senate Veterans mm -hmm. Affairs Com Committee. Mm -hmm. And we've been garnering overwhelming support for MDMA-assisted therapy for veterans mm -hmm. across the aisle. Um, when I walk into a legislator's office and tell them that two thirds of trial participant participants no longer qualify for a PTSD diagnosis, it's hard for them to not hear these facts mm. and become supporters. Um, just, you have like one side of the aisle saying, well, wait, what about SSRIs? Why aren't they using SSRIs to deal with trauma or stress or PTSD? Do you have any of that kind of what's the rebuttal? Most people are very aware that SSRIs are are palliative and don't mm -hmm. they're not they're not moving the needle. Um, most people are very aware of the veteran suicide epidemic of the mental mm -hmm. health issues mm -hmm. that we're facing, and they know that that number has not changed no matter what we've thrown at it. And SSRIs are included in that um, mm -hmm. thing of that we've thrown at this problem. So that doesn't really come up. I think most people hear this and they're like, oh, this is going to get people off of SSRIs, off of a lifetime of medication. And they they see that this is, is going to change mental health as we know it. Um, and they also are very aware that this is not something that pharma is going to be excited about because it is going to get people off of the lifetime yeah, of yeah yeah well that was the that was kind of the thing i was kind of looking at and kind of thinking okay where's big pharma in all this and are is somebody going to come in you know and kind of like uh, create a situation or create some sort of a you know drama or you know trauma that really kind of poo-poos it like you know we saw uh, just say no, you know, the, the, whether or not it's from the Reagan or from the Nixon era, which really, you know, put the whole uh, 
development and evolution of these medicines into a, a, a point of limbo, right? Yeah, and that is so. That is the pushback that we do get. Uh, mm -hmm. MDMA is known as ecstasy. It is known as a party drug. It was scheduled by the DEA in the '80s, and so the pushback that we do get is the concern that it will. Proliferate MDMA and illicit substance use, um, but when we explain that you know this this therapy is going to happen in clinic, no drug is going to leave the clinic, mm -hmm. um, but also it's saving lives mm -hmm. and it's saving it, it will save lives on a really massive scale. Um, it it helps people to be more open to listening, and then when when we explain to them that mm -hmm. I lost my train of thought so hopefully you can edit this out <laughs> edit this no it's fine I think you're totally I, we're on track when you explain to them that the efficacy rates are as high as they are and really understand that it's in a you know uh, the, the 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 therapy uh, pre and post therapy and you know people are uh, recovering from PTSD they start to understand you know yeah, and, and I think where I was going with that is mm -hmm. when we explain that there is actual science behind mm -hmm. this and it's not just a party drug that we're, we want access to, um, right. they're a lot more open. We've changed a lot of minds and the fact that there mm -hmm. is science and that the, the clinical trials have been so mm -hmm. successful, mm -hmm. uh, it's been really really useful in telling the story of why this is necessary. Right, right. And and let's not forget, I mean, you know, there there has always been a fringe and an underground where people are able to go and buy these drugs anyway, you know, uh, for the most part, if they're in pain. You know, the thing we do as human beings is we look to alleviate our pain. As Gamora Mate talks about, you know, trauma is 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 there, but you know, how to the reason why drugs are there is because they work. You know, so the real question is, is how do you make them much more effective and how do you offer them then to the mainstream? So really what you're doing is you're really looking at a way to go ahead and mainstream something that may have had a stigma to it as a party drug or whatever, and really bring it into the mainstream so that individuals can really find help and really find solutions where there was despair or there was uh, anxiety or there was stress before and i think that's very i think that's very admirable and thank you for that work thank you and <laughs> i think this is you know this is becoming more and more mainstream we're having mm -hmm. more conversations about this i think you know the the veteran voice is opening the door but mm -hmm. you know just last year we had um two representatives from both sides of the aisle um mm -hmm. congressman lou correa and congressman jack bergman who is a mm -hmm. retired three-star marine corps general mm -hmm. um started the congressional path um caucus or the psychedelic advancing therapies caucus mm, and so there's great. a caucus that wow. is focused on these modalities and really oh. focused on addressing There's a psychedelic caucus in in the in the government huh wow there i is. didn't know that that's very cool <laughs> there is and and um both of those uh congressmen are huge supporters of of the work that we're doing to get mdma assisted therapy into the va mm -hmm. and they actually helped us um get language into the 
the Milcon VA bill mm. um, that looks at breakthrough therapies mm-hmm. and and getting those into the VA for veteran yeah. healing. And MDMA has been classified as a breakthrough therapy. It's in phase three trials. It's, uh, the efficacy rates are very high. And then there is that expectation from Rick Doblin that it will be legalized or passed through as a part of MDMA-assisted therapy within the framework uh, this next year. Is that right? Yes. So they did complete the phase three trials and they're in the process of submitting the paperwork to the FDA mm-hmm. for final approval. Mm-hmm. And we hope that it happens uh, early to mid next year. Mm. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be unbelievably great? That, that really is wonderful. Let me ask you, what advice would you have uh, to give veterans struggling uh, with PTSD in terms of how they can find help or you know, find support? Do you have a perspective on that? Yeah, I, I think any any veteran that is struggling and hitting that wall uh, should re- reach out to organizations like Heroic Hearts Project or Vets. Um, and because for now, that's the only way to get this type of treatment. Is yeah. and, and Vets is Veterans Exploring Treatment Solutions, right? Correct. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah. Um, right now, that's the only way to access mm-hmm. this type of healing in a, mm-hmm. in a safe way. Mm-hmm. Um, and also start reaching out to your legislators and letting them know that you you demand this healing to be available to you here in the country that you fought mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people coming back, uh, you know, as we said, you know, these uh, medicines really help individuals to cope, to go ahead and be in their life every single day, if possible, uh, one way or another. But I'm wondering the role of families and loved ones and how they can really support veterans from your view in terms of dealing with mental health challenges, how they can contribute really to the healing journey. Do you have a perspective about that as well? I think the biggest thing that um, loved ones and family members can do is also work on the collective healing. Um, mm. There's a lot of collected trauma or um, uh, what's the, there's a, a term for, for living with someone with PTSD. You also, it's secondary PTSD mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. recognizing that it's not just the veterans fight. It's, everyone's fight and mm-hmm. that we're all affected by it and we mm-hmm. all need to collectively heal from what the veteran experienced um i think is really important like recognizing that healing needs to happen for everyone not just the veteran because mm-hmm. for those that have been suffering with that 14 years average complex chronic ptsd mm-hmm. it wasn't ju- it's not just them that are are suffering and so mm-hmm. making sure that we're looking at the the family unit mm-hmm. as something that needs to be healed together, I think right. it's really important. Beautiful, beautiful. So creating a safe container within the family through love, acceptance, understanding, but also taking care of yourself. As they say, when the plane goes down, put your oxygen mask on first, seek help, seek support, go ahead and find out what you can do to go ahead and you know, bring your loved one uh, to the table and really, you know, break bread together, if you will. 
not really alienate them or exile them, you know, and, and it sounds to me, you know, really that, uh, Juliana, that you're doing some wonderful work. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, when you start taking a look at healing breakthrough, what's next for you? Uh, and, uh, where, where do you, how do you see the future of mental health and the overall treatment of veterans and civilians alike? Yeah, so I really see our work at Healing Breakthrough as threading the needle on public-private partnerships and really helping to pave the way for these novel treatments to make it outside of mm -hmm. the, the VA medical system. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, there's a very heavy lift, and that is ensuring that the VA is, has the support that they need federally and internally from the top down and the bottom up to effectively roll out MDMA. So I, I think our our focus will be there for for quite some time because it, it is a it's a very big lift. Um, and I, I think that, you know, in the future and hopefully the near future, we'll be able to start looking at other breakthrough therapies, um, psilocybin, it being the other breakthrough therapy right. that is um, going through the FDA process mm -hmm. and shows, uh, shows that it can be potentially helpful for anxiety, depression and many other mental mm -hmm. health. Um, ailments that we suffer from. Right, right. And John Hopkins has done a, a beautiful job of uh, doing a lot of research around that. And hopefully we'll see some of that. Well, that's absolutely uh, wonderful work. Thank you very much for doing the work you're doing. Uh, and how would people get a hold of you if they want to find out more about you, your work, the organization, and so on? I, I know you'll be at Wonderland, and uh, we're looking forward to that. But uh, in the meantime, or afterwards, uh, someone listening, uh, how would they find out more yeah info at healingbreakthrough.org is mm -hmm. the best place to go mm -hmm. info at healingbreakthrough.org yes okay all right well I, I personally thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule and uh, I, I really want to thank you for being here thank you so much Keith and I look forward to seeing you at Wonderland Thank you, Juliana, for sharing your expertise and experiences with us. Clearly, you are deeply committed to supporting and advocating for veterans, and we are grateful for all you do. We hope that our listeners will take away valuable insights and strategies for promoting mindfulness and well-being in their own lives and supporting those around them who may be struggling. Thank you for joining us on the Mindfulness Experience podcast. Stay tuned for other episodes from speakers at the Wonderland 2023 conference.